This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, it was a discovery that was really by chance. A woman in the Princeton area, actually a member of the Princeton Rock and Fossil Club, was out looking for fossils, flipped over a rock and discovered... Well, you could say it's pretty old, a 50 million year old fossil. And joining us to talk about the significance of this finding and what we can learn from it is Bruce Archibald, Archibald, the research associate at the SFU Department of Biological Sciences, also with the BC Royal BC Museum. Bruce, thank you so much for being with us. Good morning. It's a pleasure. Good morning. This is an old bug. Yes, I study fossil insects in particular. And I worked with uh, Alexander Rozhnitsyn uh, in Moscow to understand this insect and describe it. We actually had two new species. That was one from up near Princeton, and the other was up near Cash Creek at the Maccabee Fossil Site, which the province has uh, put as a heritage, provincial heritage site. So we've got two new species in this study. Uh, how, how rare is it to, to, make two, to find two new species like that? Actually, British Columbia's fossil insect record, which I specialize in, is incredibly diverse, and uh, there's a lot of things going on. And I'm working on some dragonflies right now, and I've got maybe 30 or so new species out of that. So it's sort of like the golden age of discovery uh, running around in this uh, field of, of this, this wonderful fossil record. But what's interesting in this case is that, not that we've got another new species, but what this species tells us. And the reason I wanted to work with Alex Roshnitsyn in, in Moscow was that the ones from Russia and the ones from British Columbia are incredibly similar at this time. So it tells us something about how species migrated and how uh, the ranges of things have changed in the last 50 million years. It does, indeed. So with the, the similarities then between the two, uh, does it also tell us, like you just mentioned, uh, the, the insects themselves, how much information can we actually get, though, from the, from the fossil? A whole lot. We can even get down in a lot of these fossils to the microscopic hairs on the wings of, of these insects. It, people think that fossil insects aren't that good, but they're often preserved fabulously well. I'd say equal to what you'd see in amber, for example. So we've got a lot of great stuff. People think about Alberta uh, right off the bat when they think of fossils, but BC's got a really great fossil record. I, and I had seen you quoted on on this particular case as well, saying that, that you weren't aware of any other cases where the two were so much alike, talking about the fossil here and the one in Russia, but that yeah. also that the, the only living relative is found in Chile. Yes, and that's that's a really that's a really cool part of the story. In the uh, southern beech forests of of uh, Chile today, now Alex and I worked together on, on uh, some other fossils from uh, Pacific coastal Russia near Vladivostok, and this we we looked at the climate and the habitat of both ancient British Columbia and ancient uh, upland Russia, and we found a lot of similarities. And perhaps those particular climatic conditions and all might be most closely replicated today in in that part of Chile. So we can track how this insect has moved around the world in the last 50 million years in in relation to its habitat and climate and and all. And that's a really sweet kind of uh, uh, result, thing that we can see. You see, the thing is that fossil insects... We use them almost like a detective uses uh, fingerprints to, to get a bigger 
story, and this is the story of, uh, of how things have, have changed since the extinction of the dinosaurs and how the world became modern and how things adapt to different climates. So that's what's great about this. And this, I don't mean for this to sound like a ridiculous question, but we're talking about something. So from 53 million years ago, and if we're talking about something that we found here, we've also found in Russia, does it yeah. tell us that they flew around? I mean, obviously, they weren't hopping on trains and getting from place to, or, or ships and getting from place to place. Does it tell us that, that they were flying great distances or walking great distances? Well, that's not a ridiculous question at all. That's a good question. At that time, that was a pretty unique period because at that time, all the northern continents were connected. Uh, the continents, as you know, move very slowly, but they move in relation to each other. And uh, also sea level was low at that time. So you could have walked from Vancouver to Vladivostok through forest without ever getting your feet wet at that time. Well, it would have been a continuous forest, most likely. But you also could have walked from Vancouver right over across onto uh, Greenland and then down through England all the way th- uh, to Copenhagen or Spain without getting your feet wet as well. So there was this huge interchange of plants and animals across northern continents at that time. And that's, that's a really uh, important thing in, in understanding how our modern plants and animal distribution originated yeah, it's, it's so strange to think of the planet that way. Yeah, absolutely, as this dynamic, ongoing forest. You see, you go out, you look in, in our forest today, and you, and you think, see it as a process. You see it uh, through time. You see this, this seemingly strange community as just one sort of bead on the, the I don't know, I'm mixing up my metaphors here, but you, you get my picture. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, I mentioned too, these fossils are found by people, I think both by people who are, are focused on this and are out looking for them. How much, do we have any idea, though, is it possible at all to know how much we have found and how much is still out there for us to find? Well, uh, it seems to me that we're really in the very beginning of understanding all of this. And, and uh, British Columbia fossils, fossil insects in particular, which which I look at, but a lot of British Columbia fossils, still are relatively unknown as people, um, Rich McRae and Lisa Buckley, up looking at dinosaurs in the Temple Ridge area, for example. And all of that is recent discoveries. So, you know, uh, we were one, uh, was just, we were sort of the last of the temperate mid-latitude coastal regions in the world to get really explored and discovered. So there were a lot of places in Europe and the United States and all that, which were well studied into the 1800s when BC was still really hard to get through, you know, I mean, stagecoach and river rafting and, and all that. So there's a lot that's new for us. We're like I say, in the golden age of discovery here. And before I let you go, you mentioned you, this is your specialty. This is what you focus on. Do you find, do insect fossils sometimes get overlooked though, because people might, get more excited about dinosaur prints and dinosaur bones? Yeah, I think you're right. It's my job to get people excited about, about why these are important and why they can tell us a, a big story about moving continents and changing global climate and all that. And so, um, yeah, people should be excited about the little things. It's the little things that, that make a difference. Look at the mountain pine beetle uh, changes its population. All of a sudden, it affects everyone's mortgage. So, yeah, we got to know this stuff and and 
It's interesting. It is interesting. Does it help us or do you think it does it does it lead to decision making now or is it more uh, exploring and, and more simply learning about what things were like? Well, both. I mean, the more we understand about the relationship between uh, climate and communities and those sorts of issues, the more we'll be armed going forward in the future as we face uh, changing and differing climates. So, yeah, we can learn a lot from what's happened in the past in order to move forward into the future. It, it is important for us to know this stuff. All right, Bruce, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much. Uh, fascinating uh, findings and your expertise on it. Thank you so much for taking some time with us this morning. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.